0: Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pop Anime Comics Lounge, where today I have the current pro wrestling Eve champion, Rhea O'Reilly, with me, who has wrestled in various companies all over Europe, Canada, and the good old USA. So thank you for being on the podcast.
1: Well, thanks for having me.
0: It's a pleasure. So you've been wrestling for about six years now. How Mm were you first exposed to wrestling?
1: I first got exposed to wrestling through another girl at my school um, I went round to her house after school one day and she was like do you mind if we watch this program I always watch and I was like yeah sure whatever and she put on WWE superstars and I was like what? And this is I was a teenager and I was just what is going on so that was my first experience of ever seeing any wrestling and I thought it was amazing so that was how I first discovered wrestling was WWE superstars round a friend's house.
0: And now how did your discovery evolved from there.
1: I started obviously going around her house more often to watch wrestling. Um that's where it started and then I told my mum that I was watching wrestling and I was really into it. I didn't know is my mum used to be a massive wrestling fan as well. So she was like, you like wrestling? I used to love wrestling. And I was like, what? So actually it kind of rekindled like, a relationship between us as well where we started to watch wrestling together. And we really sort of bonded over that because of the time difference, pay-per-views and the UK and Ireland start at 1am so obviously on a Sunday night I should be in bed because school the next day I'd go to bed and then at about 5 to 1 my mum would come and wake me up and we'd sneak downstairs and watch the pay-per-views my love for wrestling blossomed from there
0: and now being that you were into wrestling were you into any European promotions at the time that you discovered WWE and WWF <laughs> in that realm?
1: no actually so I was living in Northern Ireland and there was a little bit of wrestling in Southern Ireland but in Northern Ireland there wasn't really any wrestling I knew of at least and never even occurred to me that there was a British wrestling scene because it on TV and there was William Regal but there wasn't any other really British wrestlers and so it didn't even occur to me that there was British wrestling originally and then I started obviously doing some research on the internet and found out about the FWA which was a really huge British wrestling promotion. They did some crossover shows with Ring of Honor and so people in America might know a little bit about them and discovered that there was this whole world of British wrestling so it was a little bit later that I discovered that and that was very exciting to know that there was this whole world of wrestling happening on my doorstep and it's opened doors for me to go and see a lot more live shows because WWE they didn't come over very often and when they did come over it's very expensive But yeah, it opened a door for me to see wrestling more regularly and see different people and see people like myself as normal people being wrestlers. So it was really exciting.
0: And now being that you discovered all this, how did you go about finding a school and becoming involved in the business side of everything?
1: For me, it was kind of weird because I actively avoided doing any kind of sport in school. I hated it. I did anything to get out of it. I was that person you see in films or playing tennis and then they chopped the ball like really far out into the wilderness goggles find it and that would like magically take me the rest of the lesson or whatever I hated it and I don't know what it was about wrestling but just something and I did go over to England to do a couple of training camps and I realized that I needed to get fit for wrestling so wrestling really got me into going to the gym and being active and being healthy so it really changed my life quite a lot and then it wasn't until I finished university and I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life I was in a decent job but I knew I didn't want to do it and I didn't want to live where I was living so basically sent a letter to Lancelot I really want to come and train at your wrestling school. Can I come to Canada and do that? And he said yes. And pretty much the next day I went into work and gave him a letter that said I've had a really great time working here but I'm quitting to move to Canada and become a professional wrestler. And that was that.
0: Did your note actually say that?
1: It really did. My boss laughed at me. The company were like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, pretty much. And they were like alright, well we'll see in a few months. Because they were just sure that I would do it and then I'd come home and just go back to normal. But they all were like, that's the most unique letter we've ever received. So I left a mark on that company.
0: And now obviously you trained with Lance Storm. How did your training go with him? And how was it broken down? It
1: was absolutely amazing. Obviously, the rest of the training was the biggest part of it. But it was such a great experience because it really helped me realize everyone was going into these boring jobs after they finished university. And, no, you don't have to do that. The other people that have passions outside of a work life and a nine to five office jobs, it was really amazing. We lived in a house with other trainees. And we spent all our time. together we lived together we trained together we went to the gym together went to the movies together it was a really amazing experience and it's a time of my life I never forget but obviously the training is what people want to hear about in the training it was absolutely amazing we trained five days a week for three months and boy did I need it I was not good it took me a couple of weeks even to bump properly so I wasn't gonna hurt myself and smack my head and hit my tailbone so it started from the basics and learning to protect yourself you know minimize injury and then everything starting with your lockups In the ropes, we did agility and fitness drills every day. A lot of work on psychology and putting matches together. It's such an all round school, and Lance is an amazing teacher. It's somewhere I would recommend anyone who wants to do a wrestling course like that. It's a really good place to go.
0: And now, when did you start to train at his school?
1: I went and trained at his school in 2008, and then I came back to the UK afterwards. So excited, and I found somewhere I wanted to train in London that had weekly training and I was really excited to come back develop what I'd learned and add on more of the British style to it as well unfortunately my family life meant that I wasn't able to continue training for a while so it was a big hurdle and all of a sudden it's like oh wait you need to put that in the back burner and take a break for a while which was really gutting and it's like anything like that when you take some time off from it it's harder to get back and then eventually that next week came and I was like right I'm on it and then I started training back here in the UK like every single week eventually got the momentum to getting into my first shows.
0: And now when did you get your first shows? So
1: that was 2010. The very first EVE show was my professional debut. It was really special, though I was terrified, because where I was training in the UK, there was one other guard and then there was a couple of girls that came and went to it consistently. Like, I was training with the guys all the time, and I hadn't really seen a lot of wrestling shows since I started training. There was kind of a lull in British wrestling. It's booming now, and it was booming before, but it went into this lull, so I hadn't seen a lot of female wrestlers. So going to this pro wrestling EVE show was such a huge thing for me, because I didn't know any female wrestlers, but I was like these girls do what I want to do and I'm being put in there with them and I was so nervous and terrified but very excited and so grateful for the opportunity Dan gave to me to wrestle on that show and from there it's gone from strength to strength clearly as I'm the champion of that company.
0: And now starting out in 2010 you had the opportunity to wrestle Sarah Marie Taylor, Carmel Mm -hmm. Jacob, Mm -hmm. Sweet Saraya, Amazon and Pollyanna to name a few. What was it like wrestling these women at the beginning of your career?
1: terrifying I was so nervous but I was so hungry for it at the same time I respected these women so much and still do of course and I just thought they're gonna think I'm some little like idiot coming in here but every person I wrestled was really respectful and had open arms and advice and guidance for me along the way and I had some really good experiences and really good memories wrestling all of these women very lucky I think people always think that women's wrestling's gonna be very catty I never find that I find that what you do backstage very professional everyone's there to support each other because we're a niche in a niche yeah wrestling's already a niche and then women's wrestling's an even smaller one the british women's wrestling scene's very supportive and fantastic and has been the whole time i've been wrestling pretty much
0: and obviously your 2010 went well and you stuck with it and in 2011 you had the opportunity to wrestle for Shimmer.
1: Oh, yeah. Pretty much. As soon as I had that first show out of the way, I was like, right, it's time to set some goals. Because your first goal as a wrestling trainee is to wrestle on a show. So I get that out of the way. And then I'm like, big goals. What do I want? Do I want to be in WWE? I don't know. Do I want to wrestle a Shimmer? 100% I want to wrestle a Shimmer. So this is in my head, right? So was, how can I make this happen? So it was training and training and training and trying to have good matches. And then I caught the attention of Ring Ringbells, which was a really amazing website and podcast. Doing a lot for winter. Wrestling and it had good views, had good opinions. It wasn't just smiling and saying everything's awesome. They pointed out what was good and what was bad, and I caught their attention and they liked what I did. And Stu Allen, who sadly passed away, was like, "Oh my God, there's a female wrestler from Northern Ireland. That's pretty cool." So I ended up getting talking to him a little bit, and he was hey "So what do you need to do? do you need to get in touch with Dave Prezak, the promoter of Shimmer, and if you don't ask, you don't get." And I asked, and I got. But it was extremely exciting for me when I first got there. I just shut up, sat back. And listen I Had my match and then i sat at essentially the gorilla position at the monitor and i was just taking in every piece of information i possibly could and then i remember seeing sarah del rey for the first time I was like, oh my god that there that's sarah del rey totally overwhelmed by the whole thing
0: and how do you feel that shimmer differs from uk promotions
1: I think there used to be a much bigger difference with Shimmer being an all-female product and a very established all-female product. It has an audience that is supportive of that and it loves that. I think when I started wrestling in the UK, women's wrestling was still really fighting for a position to be taken seriously anywhere and not to just be divas. But I think now the audiences are becoming similar. I think the Shimmer audience is extremely passionate and that passion is still developing in Europe. But when you go see like a pro-wrestling Eve show, I don't feel like the audiences are really that different more. Maybe the UK gets a bit more rowdy because they get a few more drinks in them. But they're both so supportive and it's really fantastic to see that. The UK audience often tends to go with the more obscure chant so you will hear all sorts of things being chanted in the audience and I know especially I hear it sometimes from people in America when they hear about the chants on the pro wrestling shows. They're just ridiculous sometimes. So I think that's probably a big difference.
0: And now after your Shimmer run the few matches that you had there you return to Pro Wrestling Eve where you face Nikki Storm in a Fatal 4 match what was it like wrestling Nikki
1: oh my goodness that fatal four way I have wrestled Nikki so many times now we basically went back and forth with that title for about three years at least she's small but she's mighty and she definitely has a big mouth nothing I haven't said to your face I've always respected Nikki and I've always really enjoyed watching her work she brings it up occasionally like there's a really old interview like about five or six years ago and, and I was like yeah I love Nikki Storm she's amazing and she likes to bring that up quite regularly I'm like whatever okay I always enjoy stepping in the ring with her. I always feel like I have good matches with her. She pushes me. I challenge her. I'm certainly going to miss having her as an opponent, but I'm super supportive of everything that she did. Um, it was actually at the Donald Festival here in the UK where NXT came over and they started their UK tour. And seeing her in an NXT ring was absolutely amazing. So well, I'm hoping this is just started with something amazing for her.
0: Also this year, you had your first title shot in Pro Wrestling Eve against Jenny Sojourn. How did this come about?
1: I got a bit cocky back. In those days. It did not end well. She beat me up. She's very tough. She kicked my ass, basically. But it was good to see what would happen. It didn't go very well for me, but at least I tried.
0: How did you feel about having the company trust you to be in a title match?
1: Obviously, it does mean they expect you to be able to perform at a certain level and, and achieve certain things through your matches. It makes you work harder. Just to even be in that title picture, even if you're not necessarily the champion or the number one contender, or just to even be in that picture. It makes you want to work harder. It makes you more hungry. The closer you get to that belt, the more you want it because, you know, shiny things. Everyone wants to level up. It makes you more hungry for it. Even in defeat, it makes you want to work harder to see if you can get back to that point.
0: And now in 2012, you were also involved in another title picture, Bellatrix Female Warriors for the WAWW British title number one contender tournament. How did this all come about?
1: So Bellatrix is really exciting They're doing great things as well. They've taken a little bit of a break and then they came back in. We're running shows and I was a part of those and the crowds up there. boy do they hate me so that's always fun but it was really exciting because there was some crossover between the talent between Bellatrix and Pro Wrestling Eve but there was some difference too so it opened me up to some more competitors that maybe I hadn't wrestled before every time I think you wrestle someone new you develop new skills out of it so it's a really great tournament really enjoyed that and went on to hold that belt
0: and now this tournament kind of kicked off a rivalry between you and Aisha. right
1: you don't really want to be on the other side of her she's legit six foot She's muscly, she growls a lot, and she's very, very strong. She's an intimidating woman. So we did wrestle a few times, but I decided it would be much better if she was on my side of the ring. And that's how we actually ended up being a tag team as well for a time because I don't want to fight you. And the only way I could not fight her is if I was in an alliance with her. So we started off as enemies and became friends, but definitely tag partners there, you know, because that's a safer place to be. Same side of the ring as her is much safer.
0: And now how did you feel about facing the Blossom twins for wrestling Eve with her.
1: Oh, wow, yes. The Blossom Twins, well, they're just a little adorable double act of cupcake loveliness. The Blossom Twins are really awesome. There weren't very many names in British wrestling that have been along for a long time, but they certainly have been. And love them. Still to this day, cannot tell them apart. So don't ask me which one's which.
0: And obviously the Blossom Twins at the time you wrestled them were pretty big. How did Mm -hmm. the crowd react to that match?
1: Well, they hated us because they loved the Blossoms. That's fine. Hate on me. It's all good. I'm fueled by that energy either way. And it just made me want to smash their faces even more. So it's good motivation.
0: And while you were part of a team with Ayesha, you had the opportunity to face Liberty in a two out of three falls match for the WAWW title. How do you mm-hmm. feel that this match played out and how sweet was it for you to win this belt?
1: I absolutely love doing rounds matches. It's something I think in America you don't see very often or American fans don't really know about them. It's a very British style thing where we do the rounds. It depends on the match. You either do three or five minute rounds and then you break and then you go back in and two out of three falls. So it's an interesting concept for people that have never seen it, but I adore it. I love going into the rounds match. That was super cool. Liberty is an amazing opponent. She really challenges. She really pushes She's got a great grinding in British wrestling, being one of the WAW girls, training under the Knights, including Soraya. And she pushed me hard, she pushed me to those limits. But at the end of the day, I was the winner. And so I was very happy about that, obviously. Because again, like I said, I like shiny things.
0: How does winning a title affect you in other companies?
1: I think it garners some respect, especially amongst workers. So the workers be like, oh yeah, you've got that title. Especially here in the UK, like promotions are very separate. I don't think it necessarily affects how you're booked in other places, but it makes you feel good.
0: And now, following all these matches, you came back to the U.S. where you wrestled in Shine and Shimmer where you faced Mm -hmm. Bailey, of all people, as well as cheerleader Melissa, Casey, Spinelli, and Sue Young. How did these matches come about? And what was it like facing Bailey when she was really at the beginning of her career?
1: This was just a continuation of last time I was there. I got to come back and was very grateful for that. And especially on Shimmer Weekends, there's such a vast array of talent. You have no idea who you could possibly be facing. And to get to wrestle Bailey, who was a Davina Rose at the time, twice, was fantastic. Really enjoyed working matches with her you could tell she has a lot of innate skill and she, wrestling's very natural to her it's definitely in her blood and to be able to have those two matches with her were fantastic and to have them at shimmer it's like the best last wrestling memory i can have with her it's perfect to do in front of a shimmer audience definitely worth checking those matches out
0: and how do you feel that this helped you grow as a wrestler facing these women who have gone on to do amazing matches and continuously push the industry forward.
1: As I said before, even just going to another company in the UK, we go to America, that's a whole other kettle of fish, yet all these people you've never wrestled for that wrestle different styles and you can only learn and adapt from it. And I feel like getting to wrestle someone like cheerleader Melissa, who's been wrestling for a lot longer than I have, brings a lot of knowledge and experience to the table and you'd be stupid not to eat that up and learn from it. So that time I was so grateful just to be a part of it and to now just having come back from Shimmer a few weeks ago now to be seen as almost an equal to these women on the same levels it's absolutely amazing to see like every time I go out there trying to progress and better matches you're always learning and if you stop learning then you need to get out so it's always an honor and privilege to wrestle new people and learn new skills and face new challenges
0: So I was curious, in wrestling things happen in matches, how do you as a wrestler adjust to that?
1: I think that's why you train. That's why it's sports entertainment, still sports, and you have to be adaptable and you have to listen to your audience, see what your audience wants. Because what you wanna do and what your audience wants doesn't necessarily the same thing. And that's not something that goes wrong. You could be doing everything right, but it's not what your audience wants. As a good performer, and as a good wrestler, you should always be adaptable and you should always be able to adapt to the situations. And a lot of that comes experience when you start out you're not very good at doing that and as you develop and progress as a performer and a wrestler you start to figure it out i think it is very challenging but it's another skill that you develop and learn as you go just like in a real fight you don't know what's going to happen sometimes maybe someone will throw something at you you're not expecting and you have to adapt and evolve around that it's the same thing you've got to do in wrestling That. and
0: now in 2013 you had One of your first draws against Betty and Viper. How do you feel about matches that end in a no contest?
1: Well, if they end in a no contest, that just means we need to go again. I don't think it happens too often, but when it does happen, you know you've met some people that are really well matched or that really hate each other. It's one of the two because you're either going back and forth, back and forth, or you can't even keep it in the ring. So it's either you're well matched or you really hate each other. That's usually the two ways it's going to go.
0: And following this, you return back to Shimmer, where you had the opportunity to wrestle Christina Von. Erie and Santana Garrett. What was it like wrestling these two women?
1: One of my favorite things I remember about this trip was wrestling Santana Garrett. She wears that lovely headband. Well, I had her in a hold or a submission. I just looked at her and I grabbed that headband, pulled it away from her head, and pinned it onto her face. That was glorious. And apparently no one had ever done that to her before. I was like, that seems obvious. And the ref couldn't really shout at me because she brought it to the ring. It was not like I brought in some kind of weapon. She brought it herself. So I just always remember and love that Little moment.
0: And now following this in June, you continued your rivalry with Erin Angel. How did that rivalry start as you faced her multiple times in your career so far?
1: I've probably wrestled Erin Angel more times than I've wrestled anyone else in my career. We've wrestled in various different promotions. We've wrestled each other in different countries. I think we always bring out the best or the worst in each other. We always have good fights. They're always interesting. They're always different. And just being a constant throughout my wrestling career, I wrestled her in my first year, I wrestled her this year, and it's interesting to see how you both adapt and evolve and those styles continue to work well together and every time we can bring something new to the table and she's a very very good friend in wrestling and a very good rival as well so wherever we wrestle we always seem to have a good match so I'm very grateful to have someone like her around that I know I can always have a good match with.
0: And do you feel that each time you wrestle her you have to outdo your last match and you have to do something new and innovative with her?
1: Definitely it's never a complacency thing with us I think sometimes if you wrestle the same in person a lot it can get that way but every single time trying to outdo something we did or even if not outdo adapt and change and do something different because keeps it interesting keeps us on our toes and never lets us get complacent so every single time we wrestle we try to have a different match um and uh yeah it makes it makes it exciting for us as well as for the fans
0: and now to talk about shimmer again (laughs) you had the opportunity to team up with soraya knight And face Leva Bates and Vita Scott as well as the global green gangsters for the Mm show tag team Mm -hmm. titles what was it like teaming up with one of the pioneers of women's wrestling
1: fantastic obviously I knew Soraya Knight from the UK and she's a force to be reckoned with wherever she goes like I was saying before with other people like do not want to be on the other side of the ring of Soraya Knight so the smart thing to do is be in her corner and there's a possible space there for me and I managed to get in so fantastic as I said you learn a a lot from wrestling other people you learn a lot from tagging with people too and I learned a lot from tagging with Soraya and being in her corner for her matches you learn a lot there and um, wrestling the global green gangsters crazy Kelly Theater and Tomika Nakawa amazing opponents tough opponents they kill you till you're dead so that's good I was really grateful for that experience and to have a shimmer tag title shot it was such an honor and then there's that Leva Bates I love wrestling her I have wrestled her was it the first time she was dressed as Deadpool and she hit me with a chimichanga in the ring which I still argue is foreign object and she should have been disqualified. Then I wrestled her dressed as Rocket Raccoon and she shot me with guns. Again, illegal weapons. Hello. I wrestled her at Shine and they were doing American Horror Story and she was dressed as the Gimp and she licked my face. I don't understand. And then I dressed her as the Riddler and she kept trying to give me riddles in the middle of our matches and I was confused. It was not fair. It was not a riddle contest. It was a wrestling contest. That's all I have to say about Leva Bates.
0: You also had another rivalry with Addie Starr that covered many, many matches. How did that start? It
1: went from hate to love to hate and back to love again. So Addie Star came over to the UK and we had a match on a show and it went pretty well. We just hit each other really hard and people seemed to enjoy it. So it was, all right, cool. This was before I realized that Addie Star was famous for doing Lego matches. What? Lego matches? I was like, are you serious? So of course promoters like, yeah, you know, what be really good if you guys did a hardcore match and then we put some Lego in it. And I was like, no, I've never done a hardcore match. I guess I've done street fight things. But this was proper hardcore She just flung me into some chairs And she got this Lego out Pours it in a ring And then like slams me into it Have you ever stepped on a piece of Lego? Who thinks this is a good idea? Addie Starr thinks this is good So after that match I definitely hated her And we had matches back and forth quite a bit With less Lego Which was thankful Did come out sometimes Not so good And then a mutual respect happened between us So eventually we were like Alright, do you know what? I kind of like you So we formed a tag team We became Bars and Stripes And then we were just beating up everyone else super fun really enjoyed that that was a good time and then we had a big rivalry with Pollyanna and Katie Harvey The call themselves the queens of wrestling and Addie got herself in in the big payoff match and I wasn't happy and I overreacted and we fell out again and then we had fans bring the weapons match So it was like oh there was a barbed wire baseball bat. we don't even play baseball in this country where did it come from well it came from the fans that's where it came from so we had it out it was a brutal match but I won so I was happy and in the end, we we'll hugged it out because that's what we do. Beat each other up. We can't take it anymore. And then we go, all right, fair enough, mate. Let's go have a drink. And somewhere
0: while this feud was pursuing, you beat Nikki Storm in a no DQ match for the pro E wrestling title. How did that come about? And how do you feel that match played out?
1: Really well because I beat Nikki Storm. And to beat her feels pretty good because she can back it up with her wrestling skills. I can't take that away from her. But it's all talk. Like, all right, let's do this. And she got herself disqualified before... all sorts of nonsense and it's good to beat Nikki Storm
0: and now you held on to that belt for 450 days
1: I had it for a very long time it was very exciting I had some really great title defenses um, on various XWA shows against a lot of different girls and I also had a title defense against Jimmy Havoc how
0: did that come about and how did you feel about wrestling him so
1: it was on XWA and XWA had their champion and he won the rumble so he gets a title shot but then he decided he wanted to have a match with me I was like sorry what now okay let's do this and that's how it happened he asked for it and then I ended up beating him so that was a bit crazy that was a very challenging match he's a tough guy if anyone's seen any craziness he has done throughout his career it's very difficult to keep this guy down he enjoys pain but it was a great experience for all the madness that he does I really respect Jimmy Havoc and I think he's had a great career and he has great matches so to get into a ring with him was really exciting and I don't really do a lot of intergender matches at all so it was a pretty special match to have and it it was good because I won, obviously.
0: And now your first title run came full circle as you faced Nikki Storm mm. in a best two out of three match. How did you feel that it came full circle?
1: It was interesting to see that happen. And that match was brilliant. It was crazy. I lost the belts to her in no DQ match. That was three weeks before the Pro Wrestling Eve show. And, alright, Pro Wrestling Eve show's in three weeks. I'm going in as the champ. And then I wasn't. And so that was a knock in the head. And then to go into Pro Wrestling Eve, main event, two out of three falls. And we killed each other in that match too. I wanted to win that belt off anyone even a second time to win it off Nikki's, what I would want. So it was really great. I was able to get the belt back and to take her to the bar and have a bit of a drink before she headed off as well.
0: And obviously this was your last time wrestling Nikki Storm in one of her <laughs> last matches. What did that mean for you to have that opportunity to be one of her last 10 matches before she went over to WWE?
1: Fantastic. Really enjoy her as a person as well as former. You can get really sad about these things or you can just soak it up and enjoy the moment and that's definitely what I did. We just had a good laugh. We enjoyed ourselves after we'd brutally beaten each other. But afterwards I think you just have to smile and enjoy the moment and appreciate it Especially for anyone who has colleagues or friends that go and work somewhere like WWE. Especially when they're moving halfway across the world. you got to enjoy those moments and appreciate them while they're happening. Because you might not get them again.
0: In winning your title, you've had a few successful title defenses. Aisha Rae is one of them and Jada is the other. How do you feel that holding a belt the second time changes your perspective on wrestling?
1: Well, you know how much of a target you've got on your back now. Everyone wants to be a champ. So that's just escalated when you actually have the ability to become the champion. So, you know, I've had great matches that really hard hitting really brutal she's a really challenging opponent and if anyone hasn't seen the pictures of Jenna after our match I strongly recommend everyone goes online and finds them because her face was covered in blood I'm not saying that was my fault or I did that but that's what happens when people come after me for my belt because I like it and I don't want to give it back
0: is it easier for you to defend your title or to chase after one
1: so someone asked me this recently as well and I think it's difficult because when you're chasing a title you're so hungry for it and you know that if you get knocked back one you can start climb up again. But once you're champion, once you lose once, you're done. That's it. You're right. So it is different and you do approach it in a different way. I'm constantly hungry to be a better performer and a better wrestler in every match I have, whether I'm the champion or not. So I definitely do have that extra pressure on you. But I'm always wanting to learn and progress and improve. So it does make a difference. But that desire is always there.
0: So what can fans expect from you in the next few months as the Pro Wrestling Eve champion? Your roles in Shimmer and any other promotions that are really coming up.
1: Shimmer, they're really trying to catch up on their DVD releases this year. So hopefully those shows will be coming out in the not too distant future. I had some amazing matches. I wrestled the debuting Shayna Baszler, which was crazy. I wrestled Kaylee Ray. I wrestled the JWP Openweight Champion, Nakajima. Very, very tough. And I wrestled Nicole Matthews, former Shimmer champions. Also wrestled for Shine when I was there tagging with Viper, which was a lot of fun. I always keep all my schedules up to date on my social media. I'm one of those terrible people. I can never remember where I'm wrestling. And then people are like, where's your show this weekend? And I'm like, I don't know. I'm meeting people in London and we're driving somewhere. So terrible. But I always try and update my social media. So it's always like there, even if it's not in my brain, it's on the internet so people can see.
0: And obviously you've been wrestling for six years. What advice can you offer to people who want to become wrestlers?
1: Don't do it. I don't mean that. This is what I will say. When I say that, it is tough. It is tougher than you think it's going to be and it's not just physically tough. It's mentally tough. It's emotionally tough. But if it's what you want to do, then do it right. Find a good training school. Look at who your trainers are actually going to be. A lot of people go to these famous WWE star training schools and they're not actually training them. So if you're going to go somewhere like that, make sure you know who your trainers are going to be. And even if you're just going to a local school that runs like weekly sessions. Where just make sure you know who your trainers are going to be. Make sure it's people that you respect their wrestling and training. And also, you know, look at who's training there as well, because those are important things to look at. Respect your trainers, respect your peers, watch as much wrestling as you can, train as hard as you can, and have a backup plan. People are always like, oh yeah, I want to be a professional wrestler. That's like saying you want to be a rock star, okay? Not everyone can do it. So make sure in the back of your head, you've got a plan B. Don't let that hold you back. But even if you become a wrestler and you achieve your goal and your dream, you can can't wrestle forever. So make sure that you've got something else in your back pocket that will hold you over. But go to a proper training school. Don't do it at home. Don't do it at school. Don't do it when you're drunk. Do it at a training school.
0: And then finally, do you have anything you'd like to promote? Facebook, Twitter, website, Instagram, merchandise?
1: I'm on those social medias. I'm at rdpixie on Twitter. I'm Rhea O'Reilly on Facebook. And I'm Rhea O'Reilly on Instagram as well. I just put all my new 8x10s online, actually. So you can check those I've got a pro wrestling tea store and it's got my first four shirts on there as well and I love people to interact with me on my social media obviously about wrestling but I'm also like a big horror fan I'm a big comic book nerd I like video games I am obsessed with tv so hit me up with all of those things
0: As always, thank you for listening to this week's episode, and you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio, and anywhere else where you listen to your podcasts. And while you wait for next week's episode, you can check out popanimecomics.com for articles relating to anime, comics, and pop culture, as well as you can follow us on Twitter, at popanimecomics, for all updates regarding this podcast. Till next week, everybody, have a wonderful week.